Hello and welcome to another episode of the FPL Hangover Podcast and not just another episode, this is episode 50 where we're raising the bar and lowering the tone, all things FPL related. Yeah, it's a bit of a milestone this week, we're delighted, we've got 50 episodes in the bag, assuming a fucking jet plane doesn't land in the house right now. But you gotta make the most of the small things and uh, speaking of small things, my podcast partner in crime here, Seamus, how are you getting on? Very good, I assume that's my game week score you're talking about there. Everything, all the way down to questioning your genitalia. Well, let's, let's, <laughs> let's it's starting there already. It's let's starting leave already. that question mark hanging over the pod there, shall we? Put it away. Air please. a mystery about this pod. Yeah, no, I'm good. Well, I'm not good, but I'm going to act good. You know, you have I, to celebrate, man. I'm going to dress for the job I want, not the job I have. I'm going to act like everything's going absolutely fine in FPL this season, not an absolute fire show fire sale <laughs> fire sale yeah, that fire it is sale. it's a fire sale no it's it's um i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna be positive because yeah. it could be very very easy to be completely negative this part yeah hashtag fake it till you make it that's it uh no i'm i'm the exact same as you i'm choosing to ignore all the terrible red arrows i think it's four red arrows each riding on our backs right now i haven't seen a green arrow you haven't seen a green arrow either no, should we i go? thought it was just me no I've been slowly falling down. I'm just slightly ahead of you as we're falling. You have a <laughs> you have a parachute, whereas I'm just free falling. Yeah, you're free falling like a fucking like a, I can't think of anything weak. Like a, to say like a right Tom here. Petty. Like, <laughs> damn, that is a good one. Fuck, uh, no. But look, looking at our, our red arrows, you might as well go into a bit more detail. I mean, we can keep the pretense up all we want, but at the end of the day, it's it's going to come shining true. What did you actually manage to scrape this week, Seamus? Well, I'm going to call it a 41, Jer, even though it's really a 37. It's a 37. I went a minus four. Yeah, 41 points minus those four points gives me a game week rank before tonight's game. Aston Villa, uh, West Ham. Yep. Uh, before tonight was 4.9 million. So you're definitely looking at over the 5 million game week rank, which, as we all know, is goddamn awful. That's shite. So uh, it looks like the average is going to come in this week at 51 to 52 points. My new rank, according to LiveFPL.net, is 2.6 million, down from 1.5 million. So that's a cool one mil drop. Oh, nice. Easy one mil. (laughs) I can safely say that that is the biggest drop I've ever had. Mm. I mean, there's no way. I can't even remember being down this low. So to drop a million places is definitely the lowest I've I've ever had. So I'm kind of at a a nadder, I hope. Fair enough. I Is mean, that how you say it? Nadir? I've never... Oh, you. we've had this conversation before. You've used that word and I've said, what the fuck does that mean? And you've explained it to me. Go for it again, please. Nadir. <laughs> it's just like low. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you yeah. know. A nadir in the, your the bottom ranks. Okay, yes, yeah. fair enough. The opposite of a zenith, you might say. Yes. Okay, fair enough. There you go. I'm glad we established that. Are we speaking that. Latin now? I think we have moved on. Okay. Uh, but luckily this podcast comes with subtitles what Not. what about you what about you I know you did better than me I did mildly so I got a game week rank of 44 points I was really hoping for McGinn to, to come through tonight with maybe an assist or a goal but that didn't happen uh, no I got a 44 I obviously I'm not happy with that but on Saturday I was looking at 25 points with Wilson Dina and McGinn to play and I was going oh this could easily end up in a very very low 30s week. So with Wilson's brace, I was obviously, uh, you know, kind of relieved to see that. But overall, 
pretty miserable week. I got a kind of game week rank of, I think, something like you said, five point odd million overall, which is absolutely abysmal. And I've seen my rank drop from just inside the top mill to 1.5 or something like that. And do you think that we should stop giving FPL advice, seeing as how absolutely awful we're doing this season? Oh, 100%. But I've said that before we started recording the podcast. We might wait till episode 51. Mm. We're going to celebrate. It's episode 50. Yeah. We've got our beers in front of us. Sip a beer for the work, man. No, uh, so that's the kind of the week in, in general. But how did... You, actually, what transfers did you make before we get into your highlights and low and lowlights? Yeah, I mentioned I took a minus four. Uh, I went Kane out. Okay. And there's a lot of people talking about having a premium forward now. Yeah. The week after I got rid of my premium forward. After you made a conscious decision. To I said it last game, week. Yeah. I said that I was probably going to get rid of Kane. I thought there was lots of good options in the sub-premium bracket as a forward. Put that money into midfield. And uh, that's kind of the way I went. I thought Barnes's fixtures were amazing. Even though he was away from home this week. I thought he was uh, definitely the best option. I didn't realize Tammy fucking Abraham was going to bang in a hat-trick. No. Because I could have done that. Scored four. Yeah, no, well, yeah, you <laughs> that. I didn't realize that. He's like, he scored three, scored an own goal, got a yellow card, and was subbed early. Yeah, and three bonus points, and three bonus points. So, a nice partridge in the tree. Yeah, no, um, but yeah, I got Barnes in instead of Abraham. So, Barnes came in with a cool two points. Um, Kane got an assist as it turned out, and uh, that allowed me to get in De Bruyne, yeah. who was subsequently benched. Like, you're talking, but about I had to get rid of Perez, though. Fair enough, but you're talking about the premium forward thing, but realistically, you just wanted fucking De Bruyne in. Yeah, had to. He's uh, he's good. Now the problem with my team at the moment, and I don't want to get into it too much, but a lot of my team is like they're season keepers. He's a season keeper. I'm like, where am I going to spend my transfers? Yeah, like up front, fourth midfielder maybe. You know, maybe downgrade some of my defense. I mean, there's very kind of little scope for movement in my team. I'm kind of at the. I'm at a team right now that I'm quite happy with, except it's not scoring any points. Yeah, and you still like to be fair. You still have double Liverpool defence so there is cash in that that you can release divest or release yeah yeah, yeah. you know yeah. you can divest yeah you can uh, you can throw that out of there if you did need to make kind of decisions regarding maybe a third striker but uh, yeah your transfers did not work out you were saying you made a loss this week if you had kept your original you would have made what I made 7 points more yeah yeah I wouldn't have taken the minus 4 I was 3 points worse off but your team is set up and you're much happier with it though yeah, I'm going to roll my transfer this week, I think. I've got three City. I've got three Liverpool. Now, that's not ideal against Chelsea coming up this week. But Chelsea, don't. they look like they, they can score goals, but they don't look like they can keep a clean sheet. Mm-hmm. So I'm quite happy to keep Salah this week. And if I'd man, I'd be happy to have him too. Or Firmino, I'd be happy to have him. Double Liverpool defence doesn't look good this week, but I do look back to that Man United game in game week one, and I think, you know what? This could work. So I'm going to just roll with it. Yeah, and I think it's worth saying again, and we mentioned this, I feel like, nearly every nearly every episode, but double Liverpool defence, one of them is Robertson. He might as well be a midfielder. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he plays so far up the pitch. So as far as I'm concerned, if one of your Liverpool defence, which for most people, to be fair, that have doubled up, it is going to be one of the fullbacks, if not both of the fullbacks. So, you know, I don't really kind of worry too much about it at all, even though... You had a double move this week as well. I mean, I thank, thank you for being complimentary about my team there, I must mm-hmm. say. Because that's making me feel a bit 
a bit better, a bit warm and fuzzy inside. But... It's the party spirit, man. The jovial mood is in FPL Hangover Studios. You did mention, you kind of did allude to it earlier, that you had McGinn. And yes. you didn't have him last week, so that's obviously one of your transfers. Well spotted, Sherlock. I have, yeah, I had two free transfers this week, and I really wanted to get on the Barons train, choo-choo. And uh, I did. I had Trossard, which was a bit of a fire. He's going to be out for... A- Till at least a month until at least uh, the next after game with games, yeah, this is the international break, so it'll be game with nine before he's back, so that had to be dealt with. Yeah, exactly. It was like okay, I wanted to get rid of Wan Bissaka, but as I said, Trossard didn't. Yeah, you said that last week. You said it's going to be either Wan Bissaka or Trossard. Who do you think you should get rid of? Yeah, and oh, damn, I should have steered you wrong. I <laughs> because I just want to steer your team wrong here, and I, I said I said I would get rid of uh, Trossard and keep Wan Bissaka. I didn't know Juan Bissaka was going to keep a damn clean sheet. No, and to be honest with you, I didn't know. Even when I was watching the match, 89th minute, I was sweating from my palms. I was like, just just fucking boot it out. This isn't the United of old where I am expect I could turn away from the TV and pretty much guarantee a clean sheet here. I was just going, oh, for the love of fuck, just please. Because, I mean, my Juan Bissaka move, if you remember from a couple of episodes past, was to fund Kevin De Bruyne, and I actually got rid of Robertson, who delivered his first haul, uh, or not haul, but his first attack and returns of the season. Yeah, he got, a, he got an assist. You would have been fucking very happy with that, considering that they lost their clean sheet within, what, the first 10 minutes? I'm watching the Liverpool match, and I'm just going, woo, boom, double clean sheet, gone. Grant, don't need to worry about that anymore. It's frustrating having Van Dijk, because I might as well not have the cunt. My, you know, how little I care for his points return, because as I said, I'm just looking at your team. But their, te- their clean sheet got wiped out. Robertson then bangs in an assist, what? 10-15 minutes later his first attack and return of the season 5 points I had got rid of him went down to Wampasaka. he kept a clean sheet that's 6 points so I'm going yeah I'm up there and I got Kevin De Bruyne in 2 weeks ago with a 5 pointer and a 13 point return mm. this week you got him in and yeah Pep fucked you a little bit bit me over yeah, yeah well look boy. he's a long term pick Um, I'm happy with him I know Champions League is about to start now so you're going to go hmm will there be rotation but yeah Considering that they're five points behind Liverpool already, Pep ain't going to want to uh, rotate too much. And we have questions on this later on, which we will get to, about yeah. Champions League and rotation and, you know, things like that. But I do think that with De Bruyne, I think what you're looking at there is, um, I think he is the most likely player outside of the Aguero Jesus situation to suffer from Pep's rotation this I, year. Yeah, with I, his injury record. Yeah, I think um, Pep will just want to be careful with him. Yeah, but there is replacements. I mean, like you've got David Silva and Bernardo Silva who can still play in his position. And the one good side of Norwich trash in City this week is that Pep might be a little more hesitant the next time to rest Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah, and with that, that is actually my highlight of the week. Mm. Um, that game, I had Pookie and I started him. Okay. So his glorious twelve points. First of all, he laid on the ball to Cantwell, which is a bit bittersweet for me because I had Cantwell on the bench, but I was like, you know what? There's an assist. Five points for Pookie. How bad? And then Adamendi just allowed himself to be the ball to be nicked off him yeah, by Buendia, mm. who played amazing. And uh, yeah, set up Pookie to, to bang it in. So I got 12 points for Pookie. So your highlight of the week is the Pookie party. Yeah. I have lots to say on Norwich. First thing, Pookie is brilliant. Yeah. Love the guy. I can't believe last week I said I'd probably start Lundstrom over Pookie. Because mm. Pookie's... I did say that Pookie's ceiling against Man City was six points yeah and you were absolutely I was like that was double he ended up getting double that so uh, if you listened to me last week and you bench Pookie I'm forever sorry Um, as it turned out I played Lundstrom and Pookie just that was my team and I benched Cantwell and then Donker 
yeah, so that was the first thing I don't know up to. The second thing is Buendia played amazing. Mm. Got the assist for the corner and he set up um, Puki. So he got, and he, I think he got, did he get three bonus or? I think he got two because Puki got three, didn't he? I think Puki only got two. I think Buendia might have got three. Mm, but it could, uh, could be a great wrong. game. And the question is like, in terms of his price, is six million too much for him? Um, I don't or think so. I mean, is, is, is six million too much for Trossard? Uh, true. I think point. they're in the same kind of bracket. Yeah. And if you can't reach to like, if Daniel James is just at, let's see, 6.1 or 6.2 now? He's definitely 6.1. He could yeah. be 6.2 by the time this comes out. Yeah, well, if, you, if Mount will say is too yeah. far to your range, I think Buendia is a good option. If you don't already have Cantwell. Yeah, but you don't think the 1.1 at this stage, four, Cantwell's up to 4.9, possibly 5 million before the game week for, uh, 6 Starts? That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Do you know the million there? Eh. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe if you don't want to go pookie, maybe if you're happy with like, uh, say for example, you had Abraham and you had I don't Barnes and you had what other cheap forward yeah. is doing well at the moment? I would say Haller, but he didn't do shit tonight. Yeah, someone like that. Yeah. If you're happy with those guys, um, then yeah, maybe you're going. Yeah, I don't want to get pookie in just yet. I'll get Buendia. Yeah. Uh, I like him. Yeah. I like him. I think he was good. Um, but that that was my highlight of the week. Fair enough. What was your low light of the week, Shannon? Uh, so my low light of the week was the double clean sheet wipeout, which happened before I even got to the pub to oh, watch. Uh, I ruined your bit. Yeah, I was going to. Um, yeah, so I before I even got there, I had my double clean sheet wipeout. But then Robertson got the assist, so maybe it was my low light. I think you know what my low light might have been actually. Mount scoring a goal on injury time. Yeah. That felt like a kick in the stones. I actually didn't even fucking see that. Uh, I was looking at the Chelsea match, or like I wasn't watching it, but uh, keeping an eye on the score as you would. And, you know, I was like, okay, Mount's done nothing. They're four fucking two yep. up or whatever, grand. And then whatever way Happy I looked hours. at it that night, I went, I saw someone with Mount uh, in the team, in the mini league, and I went, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, how's this guy got nine points? Yeah. Where's he getting a goddamn goal from? But yeah, no. From he, midfield, that's where. Yeah, and he's what, 6.5 now? I think he's also. He's up to 6.5, and he's still great value, and he's a player I'd like to have, but because I don't have him, I don't want to see him scoring. Yeah, exactly, and that's a, a fair enough low light. Uh, my highlight this week was. Like, I, I was spoke on Saturday night when everything was looking pretty dire for me, and Wildcard was, you know, very much uh, in my mind frame. And I spoke on Saturday night about how everyone this week has had a goddamn hero except me. I looked at the likes of Pookie busting you out of fucking jail with mm-hmm. his 12 point return, Mount scoring for, for people, Abraham, Pe- Abraham, Mane, do you know what I mean? There was all these little things, even little things like Captain Salah over Sterling was going to be a seven point swing. Do you yes. Kind of way? Yeah. So I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. And I said, the only person that I can actually count on right now to be a hero is Callum Wilson. Tell me how much you love Callum Wilson right now. Yeah, I fucking was so happy. I watched the Bournemouth Everton match and when he scored the first one, I think I just heard, I didn't even, I had my, my eye on the screen at the time and I just heard Wilson and then someone said, Harry Wilson and I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. I <laughs> uh, looked at it and went, no, it's Callum. I was like, brilliant. So one goal down, you know, one goal in, I was like, okay, straight away I'm up past 13. And that first goal was about two inches away from being Ake's goal. Yeah. He just, Edged it in front of him and yeah. stuck it in. Well, that's what you want from your your striker. And I mean, he he's got his second goal, which really just put the cherry on, on the cake. The only issue. Oh, did you mean that? Oh, I didn't actually. I should have <laughs> played it off. But no. the cherry on the cake. He did. He did. I was going to make a black cherry joke, but uh, I thought black Varsgato. Just didn't want. It's a bit risky. It's a bit risky. Okay. Uh, we're not Bill Burr or Dave Chappelle. I don't think we can get away with I, this I shit. Put it off and just comes across, <laughs> as, just comes across as racist, does it? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I can't take the chance. God damn it! But uh, look. 
we're already steering in that direction. Let's pull ourselves back <laughs> really slowly. And the point with Callum Wilson was he got his two goals, 13-point return, including the bonus. And, uh, yeah, I got my fucking shining knight. I got my hero. And, uh, yeah, that that was my highlight of the week. Um, the issue with Callum Wilson, which is kind of what I was going to get to, is he... I've got the strangest because fucking he's dropped a price. He's dropped to seven point eight, and I think this is what everyone's talking about in terms of Callum, Callum Wilson. He hasn't failed to re- return an attacking point in any of his uh, fixtures this season. Five matches, three assists, three goals, something like that. And uh, yeah, I and now I can't get rid of the cunt. Do you know what I mean? Why would you want to? Exactly. I Why wish I had him to? right now. Yeah. Look at their fixtures. I pointed out last week. Okay, last they had a home game. Um, who did they just play? They played Everton. Everton. So I'm, I'm so drunk. Yeah. Uh, they just played Everton. I was like, okay, Everton at home in game week uh, five. West Ham at home in game week seven. Norwich at home in game week nine. I was like, those are three nice home games. Mm. And away to Southampton in between. I don't even think Arsenal away in game week eight is a bad fixture for no, him. No, not so I'm kind of like, man, I'd love to have that guy right now. I was actually going back on. I was like, why did I get rid of him a few weeks ago? Yeah. Well, you got oh. rid of him for Kane and then Kane for De Bruyne essentially. Such so. a bad mistake. Yep. I, I I definitely think if I stuck with my game week one team and made no transfers for the first five weeks, I'd probably be in a better position than I'm right now. Yeah, uh, I basically I it's as I said, it's kind of bittersweet because. I'm looking at all the likes of Pookie and Abraham and even, as I said, Holler before this evening, I was kind of going like, these are all players I kind of want to get in my team somewhere. Where do I make money? Camelson, what is expensive enough? But like, of course, if he's doing what he's doing, there's not a hope in hell that I'm going to be getting rid of him this week. He's 33 points in five games. That's over six points a game. Which is what you want from your... It's exactly what you want, yeah. yeah. And I, I didn't realize at the time that you still had him yeah when you said oh wilson they're saving my my game week and i was like oh my god you still have him i thought everyone got rid of him but no smart managers sell on to him and he's coming into a nice run of fixtures right now i'd like to take the credit for smart managers held on to him but as far as i was concerned you know there was other positions in my pitch that needed more attention yeah. if that hadn't been the case like with the likes of perez and I wanted to come off double Liverpool defence because I just don't think they're going to keep clean sheets. Um, yeah, w- with that, I might have actually looked at getting rid of Wilson for an Abraham or a Pookie, mm. but due to due to kind of things beyond my uh, you know control, you just focus your transfers in more pertinent areas. I did, I did. More relevant areas, and that brings me to my low light, of the low week, light. which was a decision I threw out. I wouldn't say threw it out to the to the public but I, I did ask Twitter for some help in terms of uh, making my decision as to who would replace Trossard in my team and basically because I needed to get Jota out for Barnes I wanted to bring in either McGinn or Cantwell uh, I think of, str- of midfielders at that 5.6 uh, and below price range both of them offer fantastic value they were the standout options I was 0.1 off of Sabalos. Yeah. Or Ceballos, whatever the fuck he calls it. Ceballos? It's some weird Spanish thing. It means onion. Ceballos. You don't pronounce it. That's the the trick. But, uh, yeah. Ceballos. We're just calling him Ceballos. We'll pronounce it phonetically, will we? He sounds like a better FBL option if you call him Ceballos. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll stick with that. We're not Spanish. We're not going to pronounce it like a Spanish person, might. For sure. Uh, So, basically, I was point one off off of him and I wanted... He would have been the one I was getting in, you know, in terms of what I was with their upcoming it. fixtures. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, I was going. This guy, if I'm looking at taking a punt, he's playing for Arsenal. He started the match, didn't do shit. But 59 I ended up, minutes of 
You did, yeah, and that was the big uh, thing. You saw FBL General uh, showing screenshots of all of the people tagging yeah. him straight away. I was like, oh, fantastic. Uh, but yeah, so basically my big uh, option this week was McGinn or Cantwell. I chose McGinn. Um, it was Battle of the Puns for me. It was Cantwell, Canwell, and McGinn to win it. I was like, oh, I don't know. This, they, they just work too well. Either way, you were on to a winner. I was on to a winner. Except... Uh, you picked the wrong one. I did pick the wrong one. Well, I mean, look, the way I looked at it, I had Cantwell sitting in my team. I know one of the lads from Renegades was like, you know, pretty much nailed it in terms of what he is delivering and the fact that you can save 0.8. Not just Renegades, but there was a few people, uh, you know, kind of just pointing out the price difference. It made sense to me. Cantwell oh, was sitting there. Yeah. And I let it like kind of mellow for about two hours while I was pottering around the house. And, uh, yeah, I came back in after making the dinner and I went, no, nah, fuck this, I'm going again. Um, I don't want to play a city tomorrow. Because when I had Cantwell looking at my, like, looking at my team and Cantwell sitting there, I wasn't happy with game week uh, five. Yeah. I was you're thinking, not, no. You're not thinking anything's going to happen in that game yeah. against Man City. No, so no, no. That's fair enough. And McGinn, in fairness, was very threatening tonight and had a couple of good chances. Scored, even though he was offside, but... Yeah. Yeah. I would have given anything for an assist tonight, just to equal Cantwell's six-point return. So that's my low light of the week. Um... It's not... It's, it's too not, low. Yeah, and I mean, it's a close runner to my second low light of the week, which was you sneaking off for a dirty weekend with FBL Chieftain and FBL Renegades. Behind my fucking back. It was a very clean PG-13 <sighs> weekend. Fair enough. There oh. might have been some swearing every time Trent got into the box and looked like he was about to score, but other than that, it was very PG-13. Yeah, that was the first cross-pollination of podcasts that we've yeah, done. Yeah, I met the, met the boys up there. I was doing a, ra- doing a race up in Monaster Evan. And uh turned out uh, Chieftain was doing it as well. So uh, if you haven't listened to FPL Chieftain, get on to him on Twitter, Sound Bloke. And uh, yeah, we met up. It was good to actually meet up with these guys I've been chatting to for a while. And then afterwards, I, you know what? I said, I'm going to watch that Liverpool game before I drive back down to Limerick. And uh, met up with uh, Drew from the Renegades. Mm, was 90% sure I was being catfished. Okay. But um, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a, yeah. a short. Turned out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> turned out. Uh, his wife made a, a very good a very good point apparently she was saying uh, she was saying to him was like like what if this guy's a pedophile yeah and he was like well you know I'm in my 30s so I don't think I'm his type yeah that's, <laughs> so, a, that's a very good point <laughs> so that was uh, so yeah and uh, I think uh, we're guys we don't have to worry about being catfish like you know oh you definitely do especially if you're going off to the east I mean that's where it all that's where it all goes on ah no we can hand ourselves no it's good no but it's good the uh, Drew was super nice. Great to meet up with him. Um, and we're definitely going to have to get an all meet up there with uh, the FPL community on Twitter. I think it's about time that, uh, you know, all this stuff kind of came to a head, Seamus, in a drunken bar brawl. We clear the air, get it off our chest just like proper Irishmen. Yeah, that's a good way of doing it. Yeah. Well, as long as it doesn't come down to, like, who's doing better in FPL, because right now I'd be almost bottom. I'm almost bottom. That could be a good segue into our uh, how our own uh, mini leagues yeah it's a perfect segue because I'm down near the bottom the dregs of the FPL hangover podcast mini league I know we've been pretty embarrassing in general this season but I think the fact that it coincides with the inaugural FPL hangover mini league it's like oh bollocks but you are you're down well near the bottom I'm 47th out of 50 yeah (laughs) which is not great I was 46 before tonight's game but I've dropped down once more uh we had it all planned out. We had it like, oh yeah, no, before today's game, it looked like Eric Braspinning was going to uh, go back up to number one. Regain his but spot. in actual fact, uh, 
David Sexton has uh, turned it around with McGinn and Haller tonight. He was four points behind. Got five from them. So he's retained. He stayed top. Uh, so he's top there. Two That's weeks three in a row. weeks in a row now. Is that three? That's three, yeah. Oh, yeah this yeah. is the third podcast where I've had to say David Sexy Sexington. Yeah. And it's starting to wear tin on me. Yeah, no, fair play to, fair play <laughs> to David. And uh, yeah, hope uh, hope he's enjoying his season. Yeah, although he didn't have a great week, he he still uh, has been doing so well that he's uh, he's up there. He's got 325 points, which is 65 points more than me. Who did he captain this week? I don't know because I was I had a like wrote down Eric Braspinning's team. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Because he was number one. Fair enough. Um, I, I was fully know. sure he was going to be number one too, but only because I didn't even look at uh, tonight's fixtures and what players were going to going to affect that. Yeah. But you did mention captaincy there a while ago, mm. and uh, I wanted to know what your thoughts are now on Salah versus Sterling. The big well, question was like Salah Sterling last week. Yeah, Salah Sterling were my rotating captains this season. We said it game week uh, before game week one. Last year we went Aguero Salah and we did that perfectly. Both of us kind of nailed it every week for the first, I don't know, five, six game weeks at least. But this season I'm getting the wrong guy every week. So. Yeah. Well, for the last few, I mean, I'm pretty sure we got it right in the first. No, even in game week one when Salah got 12 points, Sterling got 20. Yeah, well, in terms of who got the most, but in terms of your yeah. captain delivering, which is how I always look. Yeah, like it, it, it's uh, okay. I've had I've had two captain successes out of five where Sterling got, what, eight points and. Uh, Salah got 12 points in game weeks one and three. But in between those, if you were to say that the captain choice is going to be between those two, which is what I've been saying. Yeah. I've gone for the guy who's got the less points every single game week. That's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, But the the reason I want to bring it back to you is because you said that you were captaining Salah this week. Did I? Yeah, on last week's pod, you said you were captain in Salah. And I was like, well, I'm going with Sterling. Or maybe it wasn't sure on the it pod. it was just a hot pick? Or a hot, like a hot shot that I... It was on the hot shots, but yeah. I asked you afterwards. Then I said, uh, "So you are you going to? Does that mean you're going to captain Salah?" And you're like, "Yeah, I'm going to captain Salah." That's where the armband is right now. What yeah. made you change your mind? Oh well, I mean, like this was obviously, as I said, the kind of hot the hot topic last week. Salah Sterling. It was even something that I was chatting about in work, uh, literally two hours before the deadline. It was like, oh, okay, um, you know, where is everyone lying? And I mean, the thing with Norwich's defence is really what sung me. With your man coming out talking yeah. about parking, not being able to park the bus even if he wanted to. Didn't have a bus. He didn't have a bus to park. Uh, I was kind of going, do you know what? Yeah, it just makes sense. I'm going to go. City, you're going to have to, you know, kind of go for it a little bit. I knew that there would be a bit of rotation somewhere. Hoped it wouldn't be Sterling. And based yeah. on Sterling's minutes last year, I feel like Pep doesn't want to rest a guy. I feel, I feel like he makes a point of like, well, if you're going to play a hundred and, or if you're going to play two 90 minute matches in internationals, then I'm still going to fucking play you on, yeah. at the weekend. And it might be more of a risk if Sané wasn't injured. Yeah, exactly. Definitely if, if Sané was an option. But I figured uh, De Bruyne was a big risk this week. Didn't matter. In my head, I was going, look, you look at what Newcastle did against, uh, or, you know, yeah, did against uh, Spurs in terms of keeping them out. Mm. And you know what they're capable of uh, in term- under Benitez, what they were capable of, at least. Yeah. So the way I looked at it was like, man, sorry, you could have a massive route. I don't know if I made a mistake. I'm looking well, back I at just, it now. I was the exact same. This is why last week I was uh, saying I was going to Salah. I just thought Salah's, or sorry, Salah, Sterling's ceiling was higher. Yeah. So I could easily see Sterling getting another hat trick, whereas I could see Salah getting like one goal. Yeah, I still thought Salah was a good pick. In fact, I picked him as our banker pick on this week's um, for game week five. Yeah, 
Uh, no, not even in Cahill's uh, Crypto's uh, picks, but like on our own page there where we pick. I pick a banker oh, pick yes, each week that. and yeah. uh, two differentials. And Sun was one of my differentials. And my banker pick was Salah. Just felt like he's banker. There was a small chance uh, Sterling could be rested. It seemed like mm. Norwich uh, just like downplayed expectations so much that, you know, like City took it for granted almost. Oh, yeah, for sure. They were bringing uh, with the ball. They were knocking around. They were knocking on the door. But they never really looked that threatening to score. No, I thought City looked shit from the get-go. Uh, and Sterling hit the of, post. Yeah, and he could have had an assist for Aguero. I mean, when I say it from the get-go, like, after Norwich scored their first goal, it just seemed like that just shook City big yeah. time. I don't want to get bogged down that in changed the, the, game. the analytics of the match itself in terms of, you know, the actual footy of it because it's not always necessarily FPL related. But I mean, you had City's clean sheet wiped out straight away. You had a goal for Cantwell, which a lot of people would have had. He's got, you know, he's been picking up ownership for about three I weeks I think he now. would have been on the bench a lot. He would have been, but then it went off and Pookie got a goal and assist. And, and Pookie had, would have definitely played. Like, yeah, if people more had so both, than Cantwell. Like, I had both. I played Pookie at bench Cantwell. Yeah. And people would have done that. And, you know, just going back to that kind of captaincy and stuff uh, between Sterling and Salah... I think if we had both had better starts to the season, say we were sitting in the top 100k going into game week five, I can't speak for you, but for myself, if I was sitting in the top 100k going to game week five, I might have been more likely to put the the armband on Salah. Just being a bit more conservative. Just a bit more conservative, because I did think, like you said, you picked him for your banker pick. I did think he was guaranteed a goal. I just thought starting might have been guaranteed a hat trick. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And as you like you kind of alluded to it. So as far as I'm concerned, if I could go back and make that decision again, it's one of those ones where usually I'm going, no, I made the right decision. It just didn't work out. This is where I'm going, eh. In a different context, maybe I would have made a different decision. I don't fuck. I know. thought this was an absolute mortgage job. Put your mortgage money on Man City to beat Norwich here with the problems that they're having. But um, that's why you almost knew before the match started that this was going to go horribly wrong. <laughs> Do you I, know? No, even at that, I didn't. Um, I will say this as well. I was in Chenko, my team, and he looked absolutely rubbish in that game. Offered nothing going forward. Um, was cocked out of position and up the pitch way too often. Um, was giving stray passes left, right, and center. I was like, oh my God. Like yeah. this is. I feel for his position now that Mendy is available. Um, I'm just hoping he plays this game week but I wouldn't be surprised if Pep dropped him and if he did drop him and I'm sure there's a lot of Zinchenko owners out there with the same worries as yourself and look as far as I'm concerned it's not a when he or an if he drops Zinchenko it's a when he drops Zinchenko uh, at least starts rotating him more frequently mm. do you get me I don't know if he'll be dropped 100% or lose his kind of pecking order spot but I do think Mendy's going to take minutes off him. That's a guarantee. He will take minutes off um, Especially with Champions League coming up. But if that was to happen, I know it would trigger that same top process that was in my head prior to Wilson this week. And that's wild card. When do I hit it? Now, we had a question this week from FPL TJ, FPL underscore TJ. And he basically asked, is this time... You know, what are you considering when it comes to wildcard? So basically, like, after two poor game weeks, the main reason to, you know, that to consider wildcarding right now would be if you wanted to, you know, kind of include the likes of Mount, Abraham, all these guys are on, on fire. And I'm in that position where I'm looking at Mount, I'm looking at Abraham, I'm looking at Pookie, and I'm going, if I wanted to get these players in, I probably would need to wildcard, but I don't even know if I could have 
board, what I want. Like I did a mini one. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to know where your thoughts are and what it would take for you to to need to wildcard this, you know, at the moment. My team as it stands right now is really close to what I would wildcard to. Yeah. Like really close. Like two or three uh transfers here and there, I'd probably get rid of Wickham. Yeah. Um or, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, Connor Wick- Wickham. Connor Wickham and uh a couple of French players. Yeah, but I don't know what I would do. Like I don't think it's worth me wildcarding now unless I'm going to be entirely change my approach yeah. where I'm going to like pull all the money out of the defence so then I can reinvest this money somewhere else like in midfield and up front to be honest I think I'm, if I was wildcarding I would have Sterling Salah and De Bruyne anyway yeah. so unless I wanted to just go uber differential and go fuck this don't mind De Bruyne I'm getting Sun in uh, don't mind Salah I want Mane um, I'm going to stick Aubameyang up front for their nice run of fixtures and I'm going to go super cheap in defense uh, unless I was doing that like that's the only reason I could see I would wildcard myself right now because I'm I think I'm like on what I think should be a good team yeah. just they're not delivering and I think as soon as I just know as soon as I come off all these players they're all going to start banging you know you're talking about double Liverpool clean sheet with a goal for, an assist from Robertson to Van Dijk and you know me just like Walking to the top of the clarion building there in Limerick and jumping <laughs> off, so I don't want to. Be, I don't want to get in that position. It's not called the clarion anymore, James. It's called the Clayton, I believe. Now. Okay, but uh, you look if you want to hit us up for some money for that advertising, you know where to find us. Either way, I'm with you. I think it's an odd situation whereby if I was to consider wildcarding, shit would need to get a whole lot worse. Where I would you fucking for me to because I get think evicted. I, no, in my life, I house need, burned down. Yeah, no, no. What I mean is like I'm with you. I look at my team. I'm maybe three to four changes away from the optimal, like not the optimal team, but the team that maybe I would want. What you think is going to yeah. be the next template? If the next I was to work hard right now, I'm about three or four changes away from what I'd want to do, uh, and. The only and I can do that by just kind of playing it out over a week or two. Do you get me? Yeah. So I can just hold on to the wildcard then. But if shit was to get worse and worse and worse, I might go fuck this. Fuck what I want to do. I'm actually going to go alternate options. And you've seen some success uh, across the board. You know, in the early part of this season, with people kind of going, I wouldn't say going against the template because that sounds a bit, uh, it sounds a bit kind of condescending, but. You know, kind of thinking outside the box a little bit. And, you know, the likes of Aubameyang banging in two goals this week. So you had people that had captained Aubameyang. Of course they had fucking captained Aubameyang. He's against Watford. He's playing in the centre. Total uh, Watford have been rubbish at the moment. Yeah, Golden Boot winner last year playing a team who at the moment are easily in the top three candidates for relegation. Uh, Yeah, of course. Um, I think that's why I would wildcard. If I wanted to just rip shit up, get a Firmino yeah. in, get something crazy. But TJ's question there is the main reason for him wanting to wildcard is he wants to get either Mount or Abraham. Or maybe he's considering both. I don't know. Do you think he's better off to wait until after this Liverpool fixture and just go for it then? Because yeah. his question is, do I act now? Because he's anticipating price rises, which after a hat-trick, you can imagine yeah. Abraham's going yeah. to go up, even though he's playing Liverpool. So, like, I don't I, think he'll go up that much. Maybe point one. He's playing Liverpool. Who, Abraham? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if he's already gone up by one. I think the maximum is a point two. I don't think think you'll see a point three rise, but I do think he might go up. But I'm with you in terms of, well, I don't know if I'm with you, but I assume we're in the same kind of you know train of thought here, where it's like I'm waiting till after. I'm not getting any Chelsea players in this week. That's why I talk about Wilson. It's like if Wilson hadn't done shit for the last two matches, I probably would just go straight to Abraham. Catch the price rise. He's in my team. I'm happier. 
Yeah. Uh, but I'm happy to stick on Wilson because he's a man who's done no wrong. So, he will come up in price now. Yeah, Wilson. Especially if he does well next week. People will go, why are why aren't we buying this guy? Well, the question is, who's going to stop performing? Look, we're going away from TJ's, yeah. question, <laughs> TJ's point and I want to go back to it. Yeah. And you're right. In terms of the Chelsea uh, options that are becoming available regarding... Uh, Abraham and Mount and to a lesser extent Tamori that was his other question uh, yeah. what are our thoughts on Tamori for 4.5 million and less than 1% owned Chelsea came into this season with a fucking fantastically priced team in terms of 7.5 is the most expensive player on that Chelsea team uh, you could get into every position defence mm-hmm. midfield striking all relatively cheap Mount Abraham uh, Zuma all kind of, you know, well below what Chelsea were capable of delivering price-wise. And uh, I don't blame anyone for looking at them now. They are going to score goals. I think we've seen that uh, defensively they're going to have a bit of problem, uh, some problems. Yeah. I don't know if that matters with a 4.5 midfielder. And if Tamori, this was his second start in two games. Yeah, he scored a cracker. He did, and he dropped Zuma. And Rudiger's after hurting himself again in this game. Again? He, yeah, he came off at... I, was it half time he came I off? I didn't even know he came off. Yeah, he came off injured, and I think he's—I oh, can't remember what injury it was—but he's going to be out for at least one week anyway, a couple okay. of weeks, kind of. Yeah. I think he, he re-injured whatever he had injured before, and maybe his hamstring or groin or something like that. Yeah. So he's going to be out for a while. I only—I can endorse Tamori for because they've got nice fixtures. Do you coming not up. think Tamori's away? Is he? Just like another week. Just make sure he gets another ninety minutes under his belt. Um, well, I I don't think you want to get him this week against Liverpool anyway. That's what I'm saying, yeah. But if is if you had a free transfer, if you needed to act now for yeah. price rises or something like that, take a minus four. Um, yeah, maybe get him, but bench him against Liverpool, even though he's at home. Uh, Brighton at home after that, Southampton away, Newcastle at home, Burnley away. Those are great fixtures. I think I would go from, but only if your plan is uh, just like com- completely down from like. 6.57 million defenders and you're, you want to put that money elsewhere mm. only if you want to invest it I don't think he's a great option itself because I just don't see Chelsea keeping a whole lot of clean sheets at all even over this nice run well I think it kind of I think that's you and know, Abraham yeah. is the attacking Chelsea player of choice I just want to get that in there right now I think even if he goes up to 7.5 he's the best option yeah fair enough but look bringing it down to the meat and potatoes of this dish I do think Chelsea are you know offering great options and I would ride that wave. I would see a true game week six. I'm going to be rolling my transfer similar to yourself, Seamus. So I'm going to basically see out the Chelsea-Liverpool match and then jump on Chelsea afterwards. Two weeks, two free transfers. If I was burning one, this if I you know had to make a transfer this week at risk of burning one, maybe the Tamori one is a decent transfer to save yeah. a few bob. But I wouldn't but, wildcard just to get into Chelsea as it's now. I, I, like you said, would ride that wave one more week and go then. The way I look at it is there's Champions League this week, there's Europa League this week. There's some shit to happen before the next deadline, which, boop, boop, alert, is Friday. It's not a Saturday deadline this week. It's on a Friday. But Chelsea have Champions League to get through this uh, this whatever night they're playing, Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Liverpool playing Tuesday, Man City playing Wednesday. Wait and see. Just wait a couple more days uh, and see You know what the crack is. Is Tomori playing the Champions League? Is he looking solid again? Either way, there might be a reason you need to bring him in. In terms of like attacking Chelsea op- options, like Mount and Abraham, I'm I'm happy to see it another week by. Yeah, I don't think they'll rise too much. I think that Liverpool fixture will put the skids, put dampeners on the, the net transfers in, I'm sure. Maybe. I fucking hope because they've been going, like people have gone up and down all fucking season. But as the season goes on, they will slow down a bit more. Yeah. Um, I think Abraham, 
probably like after scoring a hat trick, he'll have to go up point one, won't he? I think so. Well, for sure, I don't think he's going to go point two ahead of Liverpool. Look, we'll wait and see. But that was a bit of a 50th episode teaser for you right there. Now time for the main course, Seamus. And I think you know very well what time it is. Episode 50. It's Drunk Tank Time. Alright, so we've got a few questions here. We're trying to some of them kind of touch on the uh, the Chelsea thing here. Uh, one that we've got though, the first question is from FPL Solly. Who, if any players, would you say are the more elite picks? Players that you foresee giving great points throughout a season, regardless of points games ratio. That's a Who do you think they are at the present time? So he was saying, for example, KDB Sterling. Uh, they might have been low scoring this week, but um, are these two players that are elite picks that you just think keep throughout the season? I feel like elite is a fancy way of saying FPL royalty. Yes, I think that's we use yeah. the FPL royalty term more than elite, but uh, you know what? We'll forgive you, Solly. <laughs> it's just uh, it's just that's a colloquialism. You know, yeah. they just say elite where you're from, and we say royalty where we're from. Fair enough. And looking at the the royalty slash elite players this year, I don't think it's going to be too different to what we talked about preseason in terms of your Salas, your your Sterlings, your Agueros, uh, you know, I mean, the likes of Kevin De Bruyne, I think with his price point, if he can stay injury-free this season, he's going to be pretty elite in terms of what, you know, for 9.5 or, you know, whatever you're getting out of them at, under 10 million if you're on them at this stage, you know, what he's delivering, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of starting to think that Wilson might be one of these players as well, if I'm honest, for Bournemouth. Um, Caleb Wilson? Yeah, he hasn't really hit fire yet. Like, He's been tipping away. He's got attacking returns in all of his games. And well, this I, week. Yeah, well, before this week. Yeah, yeah this week he's, he's hit two goals. Fair enough, okay? But before that, he hadn't really done much. His assists were kind of winning a free kick. FPL assists. Yeah. yeah, winning a free kick. Um, his shot was rebounded and somebody else knocked it in. Met him that week in game week one or whatever it was. Um, there's going to be weeks where he's going to be like on fire doing what he was doing last year on top of that. So he could be one. I'm just I'm just putting it out there. I think it's somebody that's going under the radar. I'm just trying to help you regain back those point two, Jer. Okay, I'm trying to put it out there to the community. Get transfer this guy in. Help Jer get it, regain yeah, his value yeah. back. Um, Feed think, the poor. I think he may be one, but yeah, Kevin De Bruyne that is mentioned by uh, Solly there is the one that immediately comes to mind. Yeah, I think his price point. It's like the fact that he came in at nine point five. That's what's really happening. My only issue is will he stay injury free all season? Yeah, well, just keep him till he gets injury free. A lot yeah. of people have no. I think I think he'll tip, tip, tip away. Um, the likes of somebody in a similar price point, like Son, I don't, I don't think he will tip, tip away. Yeah. I think Son will be explosive for over three, four, five game weeks. Then maybe go quiet for a few weeks and then bang in a few more. So that's a bit more swings yeah. and rounds. But whereas I do think Kevin De Bruyne will be like six points, eight points, five points, yeah. six points, nine points. Yeah, I do. I, I Again, yeah. I think City and Liverpool assets, you're pretty much, you know, kind of not going to be too far off in terms of elite status this year. Also, you know, again, a player we've overlooked countless times last year and still overlooking him this season, uh, Aubameyang. I think the fact that he is playing in the centre for Arsenal, he got 22 goals Definitely. last year. He's He's going to get in and around the same, I think, this year. Yeah, I, I can see him matching his score from yeah. last year. I don't know if that meets your um, your definition of what you're calling an elite pick there, Solly, because I think I don't think he'll tip away. Yeah, there's going to be weeks he has tipped away at the start with six points, six points, five points, whatever, 
um, before he's double hauled this week. I think he is more of a kind of a player that will end up with more double-digit returns and then blanks. Um, so it could be blank, blank, double-digit, double-digit, blank, blank, double-digit, blank, you know, something like that. Um, but I think if that meets your definition, then he could be one of those. But then again, you got to factor in price. And I think uh, your lower to mid-price guys. Are good. I mean, Salah obviously is one of these players as well, but he's like 12.5 million. So Yeah, well, I mean, I think that's what elites are. Do you know what I mean? Like they're the ones that you're willing to fork that dough out for. No? Yeah. Well, I hope we... we didn't make an absolute balls of answering that question, so I hope that's what you were kind of uh, wanted to hear, you know. But uh, yeah, next question we have there is from Renegades Podcast, um, and this is something uh, actually that's something that we had a few questions on. This is about European football, and uh, our good mate Steve had a question on this here as well. Oh, I, want pull, yeah. I want to pull this question up first. It's this question, this is a pile we, of we both found interesting. <laughs> it's a pile of bullshit right Raise here. Raise the blood, yeah. Steve wanted us to do our homework. Read it out. Read out the goddamn question. Where the hell is it? Oh, yeah, here we go. Uh, my question. This time last year, with the Champions League group starting, how did it affect rotation in 2018-2019? Who was dropped, and how many minutes did the big players play last September? This is a fucking agony ant section. Not a goddamn write-a-5,000-word essay comparing last year's Champions League to this year's Champions League and what effect do you think it's going to have? God damn it. Now, this was in our pri- <laughs> this was in our uh, our group chat message. I uh, I was writing a strongly worded reply to that before I hastily deleted it. I was like, no, I'll respond on the pod. I'm so glad that you were on the same wavelength there because I was afraid you were going to actually turn up with a big bunch of answers and be like, oh, this is what I've done now. I'm like, oh. You know what? Last season, I actually would have yeah. done it because I, was, I was, was doing this kind of research last year. And what I found out after like investing like an hours. hour and a half yeah. or two hours into these, like pulling, going onto every single fixture from after, after each Champions League game for last year for all four Champions League teams plus the Europa League teams, spending that's what it would have taken an hour or two to just answer that one question for you steve scully yeah uh do your own goddamn homework and it would have come out to saying there's no real difference yeah. or variance anyway because that's what i found i did th- i actually did this last year to see who was dropped after international games look pep can't aff- i'll i'll <laughs> answer we've it. already spent too much time I'll, on but i'm gonna question. i'm gonna answer it actually you know what because it, it does match up with other questions we've gotten what so, was the other question uh renegades podcast this is how you ask a question, Steve. Now, how much does the return of European football affect your transfers going forward? Right? Are you worried about um, potential rotation with Champions League and European football affecting your potential transfers? If you're torn between a Haller and Tammy Abraham, Wilson or Rashford or an Enzini and James, will the fact that some have no European games help you decide? And to what extent? Um so obviously there was our hypothetical. So I mean, yeah, that's basically the same question without <laughs> us asking. Break down exactly how many minutes each Spurs players played after a Champions League game last season. <laughs> Steve, we're berating someone oh for God. asking a goddamn question. We'll never berate anyone for asking questions <laughs> unless it's Steve. Yeah. I'm gonna put that out there. Steve Soros Rex, you had this coming, man. Yeah, we're not doing your homework for you. What I will say is this: Man City right now have a bigger squad and will rotate more. But they're five points behind Liverpool. Already, that's a lot in the, cha- in the Premier League race for the title. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the effect of rotation in the group stages is going to be less because of that. 
Like, they can't afford to be dropping any more points. No, I agree. So, I think that Sterling is going to play next week. If they hadn't draw, if they hadn't lost against Norwich, maybe Sterling could have been a doubt after an away trip to Shakhtar Donetsk this Wednesday. But I think now he's going to be nailed. Yeah. He's probably going to be my captain against Watford because uh, I don't have Aguero. If I had Aguero, I'd probably captain him. Um, so, I think it's going to be less so with those. We already know that Klopp doesn't rotate. Yeah, he doesn't. You know? Um, we already know that Emery, who knows what the fuck he's going to do. He just, like, apart from, even Aubameyang, and now that Lacazette's injured, Aubameyang's going to yeah. be starting center forward, you'd think. But getting but to what ch- Drew was saying, or is, I don't know which Renegade. Uh, I think it was Drew. Yeah, getting to, like, that side of things, like, does it affect your transfers? Like, for me, it's, it just means you wait and watch the Champions League and see what team played, how long players played, and... Do you know the likes of uh, Chelsea with Liverpool up next? I think it's almost like a bit of a freebie. You're like, okay, fine, I can actually afford to sit this one out. Uh, with the likes of City and Liverpool, you're probably already on those assets. Well, I'll tell you what I'm thinking. Tell me. The only way it would affect me would be if there's injuries in Champions League football. It will affect me in that I will wait until after the Champions League football before making a transfer. Yeah. Because I don't want to make a transfer like on a Monday night or a Tuesday before the Champions League game and then find out that like Mo Salah gets injured on Wednesday like a serious injury is out for a month because you know if that happens mass exodus sales from Salah because oh, yeah. he's so highly owned and, where did and if, I've, go, if I've already made my transfer then I'm going to have to take a minus four because I'm also going to be getting him out yeah and who are you going to get in you're going to get in Manny probably Manny yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so his price is going to go exactly up. so I mean it affects me in that way in that I'm going to hold off before making transfers it doesn't affect me when I'm talking thinking about mm, who do I want to get like he used the example there Haller or Tammy no that's not going to affect me um, I'm not I think to... in seasons past we've over play this and we've thought about it the whole time and what it ends up doing is you end up holding off getting guys you're talking about wait and see you end up waiting and seeing waiting and seeing and you miss the points yeah so i think just be brave and just go for it and don't worry about the effect of rotation um he did mention like wilson or rashford lanzini or james i would be more skeptical with united assets purely because they have such a weak bench they don't have a whole lot of assets and so they're united and they're playing really shit so. that too <laughs> that too but uh we can say that because we're united fans yeah. but like with martial injured you can see like there's nothing to come off the bench anymore yeah. so like if rashford rashford could be I managed rashford... if he has any sort of knock and things like that you know they don't want to make him worse and i don't know yeah, I just don't know how to how, how much you're going to be thinking about uh, Man United assets, but as you said, it's always best to wait and see till after the Champions League and Europa League have passed us by. But moving on, there was a couple of other questions there, I believe. Yeah, there's a uh, the last question we got there is from a stranger on FPL who's at oh hey stranger. Boom. Um, he had two questions. Uh, he's saying currently he's on Albert Haller. And Barnes, Abba being a Bamiang in case you're uh, ignorant. I'm glad you clarified that. So Aubameyang, Haller, and Barnes, that's a nice forward line. Uh, and he also has Sterling and Salah. And Silva in midfield. Ooh, it's a nice looking team. He's tempted to bring in Son. He doesn't want to sacrifice his front three. He said a downgrade to Mane and KDB and, is, uh, and Son is possible. So he can get Son in basically if he downgrades Sterling and Salah to Mane and KDB. Yeah. Do you think this is good? Do you, think, uh, do you see any value of this? As opposed to just saying, fuck it, I'll downgrade uh, David Silva to a six million midfielder. 
I'd probably be more likely to sacrifice Silva. I think, like you talk about downgrading Sterling there, I do think Sterling's going to be like the Man City asset to have this season. So I can't justify uh, advising someone to to downgrade, even if it does mean bringing in Son. I would love to have Son in my team. Unfortunately, you can't have everyone. Uh, if I had to pick between Sterling, Kevin De Bruyne, and Son, I'd be picking Sterling all day long. Yeah, I, I just can't. I don't think I can get over getting rid of Sterling and Salah. I think I would go downgrading Silva to a six million. That's my own personal preference. It is hella brave if you go the other way, and it could work out. So I don't want to discourage anyone who's thinking of you know what, Salah. I think Mane can cover Salah, and KDB can cover Sterling. You do think KDB can cover Sterling? I don't want to discourage someone who thinks they can because I think over the short term maybe he could get away with that but I think long term you want Sterling and Salah yeah. they're going to be the two point, top point scorers in the season I think you know what Salah, I'm doing no I think Salah for Mane is completely fine if that million meant you can do something you're far happier with yeah sure but you're not making that million uh, to get Sun in you're actually also getting rid of Sterling so no, I don't think it in that in this case. No, I don't think it's wise. But I mean, if someone said I I have Mane instead of Salah, I wouldn't go. You need Salah. I do think watching that Liverpool game this week, I was more like obviously he scored two goals, but I was much more impressed with Mane than Salah. His finishing has gotten so sharp yeah. in the last eighteen months. So sharp. He just he gets at an angle. You know, he just smashes it in. You're like you kind of know he didn't. I don't think he had that in his locker two years ago. I don't think so either. But I don't. I also don't think that he's going to outscore Salah this season. I think Salah will probably, no, they'll yeah. probably end up close like they were last year. Maybe a couple of goals separating one another. But I think points-wise, I'm going to fancy yeah. Salah to, to edge him. And I'm going to pay that extra million for Salah to do it. Me but too. I, Me know, too. I, I don't think Son is essential. I think you're trying to grab at too many assets there. Uh, maybe Stranger. I think you're kind of... You want it all. You want Alba. You want Sterling. You want Salah. And he's Alba and, and the forward line as well. He's Alba and the oh, forward Jesus. line. See, I think... Well, if you want Sun, like that's where you're gonna have to make cuts. Yeah, I, I think Sun could. I think Sun could be on for a good spell right now, but so I, I wouldn't be. <laughs> I wouldn't be tearing up my team to get out Salah and Sterling to afford that. No, I just enough. don't think I could. But you know what? To you know, if you're brave, that could bring you some rewards. But for, you yeah. do you, you do you. Yeah. Look, I think that's about enough of the. That's drunk a drunk tank. tank. That, that is a drunk tank. Boom. That Done. was a load of good questions this week. Some broad ones as well. Uh, and I want to thank everyone that asked uh, a question and anyone that wants to shout out for next week. You can reach us at FBL Hangover on Twitter. You can also send us an email fblhangover at gmail dot com. But you touched on something there, Seamus, uh, not so long ago, and in regards to your captaincy for this week, and you're saying Sterling is who you've pretty much got your armband on. I'm the exact same. Uh, I think City are going to be looking to bounce back after getting their asses handed in by Norwich, and what better way to do it than by Hammer and Watford. So I don't think there's much question in my brain of who the armband's going on this week. It's going to be a City asset. I think so. They need to bounce back. I said the only, you know, niggling point is that they are going over to Shakhtar Donetsk in, where's that, Ukraine? No, where's uh, that? I think it could be Ukraine. It's, it's over in East Europe anyway. Donetsk. But That's would Russia. You, possibly. Yeah. But would you, if he plays 90 minutes, which is entirely possible in the Champions League on Wednesday. It's on a Wednesday. Are you going to be any less likely to put the armband on him? I'll probably stick the armband on him still. I mean, Salah has a much tougher fixture. Chelsea. But against Chelsea and they are away 
uh, I don't know, but Chelsea don't look like they can like keep goals out. So well, it's like this. Last week it was away for Sterling to Norwich and at home for Newcastle, and I went with Sa- or I went with Sterling. So I definitely can't justify uh, not going with Sterling at home to Watford while Salad's away to yeah, Chelsea. That being said, Watford were very poor defensively in the first half against Arsenal. So if they do that against City, they'll get and and look, Man City even though they lost to Norwich had a ton of the ball, created a good few opportunities. Krull made some great saves. Yeah. And uh, Sterling hit the post. Um, On another day. But I think Aguero was looking a lot more impressive to, in the games than Sterling. Sterling is, like, in that game, he didn't do a whole lot against Norwich, apart from that one chance he mm. had. Well, the big question, I think, like, coming out of this week, and I'm surprised we've taken so long to really, to get to it. We kind of circled around it a lot. But the big question was, you know, whether Big at the back was dead is premium not premium necessarily but are strikers the way forward I know there were stats thrown out there by by official F, uh, you know FPL and whatnot about the amount of the highest scoring players in FPL right now I think 10 of them are forwards you know in the top 15 there's yeah. not one defender yeah there's only one def- is it one defender in the top 20 so do you think then like with and that's that, Vestergaard yeah for Southampton which doesn't mean shit to me <laughs> so I, I'm like do you think that like I know you have double Liverpool defence and I don't so I mean but we both still have quite a bit of money tied up in our back line like I still have Ederson Dina mm-hmm. uh, Van Dijk do you know this, this is there's quite a few funds back there that I could downgrade if I wanted to like do you think clean sheets uh, are a thing of the past or do you think they're just gonna this is just hyperbole it seems that way it seems that way 22 clean sheets in the first five game weeks so just an average of just over four per game week um yeah, only the only teams that have kept two clean sheets are United, City, Everton, Crystal Palace, Southampton, and now Aston Villa and West Ham. No, West Ham have just kept the one today. Uh, so you've got six uh, teams there who've kept Ham, two West clean Ham sheets. Kept two. They kept one against Norwich as well. Oh, they have. So, so yeah, West Ham and Aston Villa have both kept the second clean sheet. So, yeah, so you've got seven teams who've kept two clean sheets. And of those, you're talking West Ham, Crystal Palace, Southampton, and uh, Aston Villa. Yeah, but they're all cheap assets. So, but they're not necessarily the ones you would have expected. Like for example, Southampton's two clean sheets were both away in games you wouldn't have expected them to be clean sheets. And so, are you saying then that the clean sheets are there, they're just not at the premium level? Or yeah, I mean saying... Liverpool have got one clean sheet. Yeah. So we just and Man City have had two. With that, I've had Zinchenko, but even Zinchenko has only got something like I think he's only got seventeen points. He's cheaper. He's five point five, but I think that's the big question: is City and Liverpool, but City, Liverpool, Chelsea have all really disappointed this year mm. in terms of clean sheets from top six teams. Spurs assets this week, you know, if you had the likes of Aria, which four point nine, I doubt anyone really would have went into this, you know, yeah. week with him. Two assists, two bonus points, clean sheets. Larissa yeah, he had great points. Weekend, yeah. So Spurs assets delivered this week, but in general. The top six just haven't been providing clean sheets. That's gonna no. I mean, out. apart from like that, those twenty-two clean sheets, nine of those were in game week one. Yeah. So you're talking like the last four weeks have been four clean sheets this week, and two of them were in the final game of the week on a Monday night. Mm. Okay. Four this week, four last week, three the week before, two the week before. Like really no numbers. Mm. That's been pulled up a lot by that game week one where there was nine clean sheets, mm. and yeah, I, it just seems like that the strikers are having their fill right now. And you just imagine that clean sheets will start arriving a bit more later in the season, maybe after Christmas when teams are 
more settled or maybe more tired there's more fatigue or something yeah, like that i think when the kind of as you said when fatigue sets in a little bit and the top teams uh you know start kind of getting a run of clean sheets together or run a decent performances together you're probably going to see a lot more clean sheets from the likes of them as far as i'm concerned i do think that it's best to take money out of your defense right now and put it into your strikers that's what I, my plan is to do i've been slowly doing it since the start of the season yeah. uh if i had wild carded in game week two or three i would have just probably done it instantly. yeah it's working better for you I'm I'm taking the opposite. I'm kind of going to, no, I'm going to give this longer. And look, if after six, eight game weeks, it's not, then I'll just go, right, well, I was wrong. And just rip it all up. I've got the wild card, and that's when I might launch the wild card. Yeah, and I mean, if the wild card came into play for me tomorrow, I know I'd be looking at, like, you probably wouldn't because of your anti-premium striker stance, but, uh, but I'd be looking at the likes of Firmino, uh, something like that, something to change it up a little bit, I think. But with, uh, if I was going away from Liverpool defence uh, or yeah if i was like maybe downgrading van dyke to matip or something like that to make that extra mil and a half is it was what's matip he's he's five five point five so making maybe extra million. five i'm not sure either way i would probably be looking at Firmino. i think he came out at the weekend and we talked about him oh he's the best player on the pitch it was unbelievable when he came on absolutely fantastic two assists and uh yeah he's had a crazy run of form and he looks really fucking up for it right now but look that's our captains i think we're both gonna pretty much go with sterling there is one spot left in this in this inaugural no it's not inaugural it's like the 50th yeah yeah i was looking for centennial our our silver anniversary (laughs) i haven't a clue either way it's time for balls to the wall so this week, Seamus, pretty much continued a similar pattern. I won Pogfadas, and you won our hot shots. Yeah, this is uh, going like very differently to last season. Last season, I was dominant the Pogfadas, but now I've actually gone ahead in the hot shots. Ooh. Yeah, and you dominated the hot shots. So you'd first pick last week, and you went for Salah, and who could, uh, who could blame you? No. Uh, such a, a plum fixture against Newcastle. Didn't captain him. Yeah, my first pick was uh, Sterling. Uh, which we all know how that went. We all captured him. Um, but my next pick then was Mane. Boom. So that that hit the back of the net. So 17 Twice. points for my <laughs> two. You have nine for Salah. Who was your second pick? It was De Bruyne. Didn't oh, start, came off the bench. So uh, I beat you at that again. So 17 to 10. Salah and De Bruyne coming up short against Sterling and Mane. But not all was lost, Seamus, because no. in the puck files, I went with a sneaky one. Uh, one that I criticized you for two weeks ago. Uh, it didn't stop me. I went with Han Min Sung. Yeah. And yeah, he didn't. So, like, in fairness, a fucking brilliant pick. Like, yeah. Uh, you were looking at it against um, Crystal Palace at home, and it always felt like they were going to win. Never felt confident in Harry Kane because he just hasn't looked great recently. That's why you got but him out. When, as soon as you said it last, you're like, oh, that's definitely, he's definitely scoring. Yeah. So he ended up getting 16 points, two goals, uh, man of the match, and they kept a clean sheet. Um, and I was wait, left waiting on Wesley, sweating on Wesley today to see what he would do. Could yeah. he match Son? That would have been so funny. He would have to score a hat-trick because he only gets four points for a goal instead of five. So uh, he did bupkis. He got two points. So Boom. decisive win for you there. Now, the Breen's sheets, the clean sheets section. The Gary Breen's sheets. The Gary Breen's sheets. They were a dud. Um, as I said, there was only four clean sheets this week. Um, two of them came in one match yeah Spurs Man United <laughs> and uh, then the, the evening game here today Aston Villa West Ham so uh, Spurs and Man United don't really have anyone under 5.0 well I suppose Aria does but that was the first game he started this season so yeah 
Um, yeah, we had Peters and Stevens, two points each. Draw. Okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. And looking at this week's picks, uh, I believe you went first. Yeah, I went first this week, and I can't look past that Man City fixture. As I said, uh, I'll probably captain Sterling, but if I had a wild card, I'd have Aguero in there, and he'd be my captain. So he's your pick. He's my number one pick, Aguero. Aguero. No, that makes sense. And because you went with number one, I got number two and three, and my picks were Aubameyang and Sterling. Mm-hmm. I think you're bang on the money with uh, Aguero for City. If I get to choose right now between Sterling and Aguero with Aguero's form and you know his FPL history, I'd have no issues picking Aguero. I think he's a pretty solid pick. But as I said, I think Sterling is uh, going to match him this season and in the long run, and why not fucking this week? So yep. he would easily it's probably his turn. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I think Aubameyang at home to Aston Villa... Yeah, we saw what he did against Watford. Uh, we saw what he did last season. I don't see any reason to think that he won't bang in another goal or two against Villa. Yeah, Villa seem a bit more organised than uh, Watford do sure. this season, but who knows how they're going to be away from home. Um, they seem to be good at home, but away from home, that yeah. needs to be seen. And uh, Aubameyang looks like he's going to score against anyone. My final pick then, I thought about it. It's a On paper, looks like a tough fixture. Liverpool away to Chelsea. Yeah. But... No, Liverpool, I think, are going to smash him. I think uh, Chelsea don't look like they can keep anyone out. They can't close the back door. So I think Mo Salah is going to be in for a uh, great all day, especially if, like, Marcus Alonso is marking him. Yeah. So um, I don't know if uh, Emerson is going to be back or not by then, but, yeah, I, I, I think Mo Salah will have a nice uh, a nice game week there. And I think away from home, I'm always going to pick Salah over Mane in those kind of games. Yeah, no, I do. I think Salah is... Uh... Is it much more of a talisman for but Liverpool at times? You mentioned Firmino there a while ago. It could be Firmino's game as well. It does. And I also think, like, it's good. There's going to be, as I said a while ago, there's going to be goals in this game, I reckon. Now, no, my look, it's going to make a liar of me and it'll be nil nil. But uh, I think there could be goals at both ends here. Uh, but I do think Liverpool are going to win and I do think Salah's on for a goal or two. So, yeah, decent pick. And uh, that's the hot shots. Um, puck Fathers, I went first. Or no, you went first in the hot shots. So I go first in the Puck Fathers. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to continue my love for Brighton this year. I don't know why I didn't plan it. It just seems to have happened. And he scored last week. It was his second goal of the season. He hasn't scored since he's, uh, you know, came on as a sub in game week one. But Maupe has got two goals. He is against a Newcastle team who need three points. And they are at home. So I think they're going to be less defensive and, you know, going to come at Brighton a bit more. I think Brighton look like um, look like they can score goals a bit this season. Now I know they've had you know players leave and injuries to Trossard and stuff, but they got one against Burnley. It's a fucking puck father. Yeah, he looks good, Mope. I must uh, must admit, I have my doubts because Trossard is out, but uh, Solly March looks like he's um, creating a lot of chances for Six them in his absence. So yeah, uh, that's not a bad pick. Um, my puck father though is Pepe for Arsenal. A uh, bit of a risk. He could be rested, you know, European football. and Didn't have a particularly great game. He played very well in the previous couple of games, created a lot of chances, a good few shots. Uh, I haven't looked at the stats for the game against Watford, but certainly he didn't stand out. It looked like every time he got the ball, he chose the wrong option. But I think he's going to be afforded time. Lacazette's yeah. out. You know, they're, uh, they're at home to Aston Villa. Well, before the Watford match last week, I was, you know, everyone was talking about Aubameyang, and I was kind of saying to 
the lads at work, I was like, this could easily be the week where Pepe gets bangs in two goals. I really thought it could be. I really thought it could be. And uh, I held off kind of being vocal about, you know, backing him. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't just, I wouldn't have talked about getting him in or anything, but in terms of players that you know are on the edge. Yeah, I think it's about time looking at their upcoming nice run of fixtures. It's about time to start considering these kind of players. I mean, that's what I'm saying. If I do try to pull my wild card, it would be when I'm going, fuck it. Let's go differential. Yeah. Son. Pepe, Abamyang. Yeah, yeah, these are my. This is my team. I don't have Sterling, but yeah. Well, that's what I mean. When shit gets really dark, then I might just go fuck it all. Uh, yeah. I could have got Son this. Week. I looked at it and went, you know what? This is a week because you picked Son in the differentials last mm. week, and I looked at him when I was getting in KDB. I was like, oh, I should just get Son in. Yeah. KDB probably will fucking blank. But you were probably thinking, you know, long term. I'm thinking long term. Yeah. Which is maybe fuckness. I mean, it's not like Spurs have a bad run of fixtures. They have Leicester, I'd... Southampton, Brighton, and Watford in the next four. Yeah. Not bad. I think it is fuckness. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, so that was our puck fathers. I went with Maupay, and I believe you went with Pepe. We did that. Mm. So we're moving on to our Gary Breen sheets for this week. Now, we haven't had any luck in the last couple of weeks, considering we started off pretty well with these. But There's uh, very little Breen sheets. There so. is, there is. But we've both went with, uh, I think, I've, I've I gone with Brighton again. Yeah, seems oh, to I've be. done it again. Yeah, you're so, going all in on Brighton. Yeah, I think I have dunk. So I obviously want them to do well. As I said, I do fancy Brighton against Newcastle. I think Brighton could get three points there. Newcastle seem a little like I know they scored against uh, Liverpool at the weekend, but they didn't look like they were creating a shit ton of chances. I don't know how many fucking uh, clean sheets Brighton are going to keep uh, this season, but I do think Newcastle away is possibly one of them. Yeah, I uh, I disagree. I, I mentioned last week on the pod that I think Newcast- Newcastle are going to get relegated this year. Mm. Um, I think the Air Wonder seems they're just going to get relegated. So this might seem counterintuitive. I actually think they will. There's a good chance they could keep a clean sheet this week. You've gone the absolute opposite with me. You've gone with who? Dubrovka. Dubrovka. Yeah, I've chosen Dubrovka. Um, it's a bit of a cheeky one in that I think that, you know what, I could, maybe they could end up getting some save points. So if he even concedes one, he could get like three save points. I could beat you three to two or something like that. No, because Brighton uh, are going to have Brighton. Uh, I don't necessarily think so. Brighton, they're not banging in goals. They're kind of scoring goals at a rate of like a goal a game kind of thing. Yeah, so no, I think picking a Newcastle defender is, uh, yeah, that's a f- completely fair option. Especially, as you said, with Trossard being out. And, you know, it's not like Brighton are scoring fucking, yeah, like two, three goals a game. Yeah, and Newcastle will have all week to prepare for this game. It's not like they've got Champions League to worry about. So I think they'll be well drilled. You were right in the when you were saying earlier that they'll have to come forward a bit yeah. more, but I just think that's a a home no. a home fixture. I think you're completely wrong, but you're entitled to your opinion. That's fair enough. Uh, I think we can leave our uh, our hot shots and our balls to the wall section right there. Look, lads, we're wrapping up. We're running a bit long this week, and uh, lots of celebrations to be had for us. Again, thanks to everyone who's listened. Uh, if anyone, as I said, wants to reach out to us, you can get us on Twitter at FBL Hangover. You can reach us at email at FBLHangover at gmail.com. Uh, keep the shit going. 50 episodes down. I feel like we can easily get another 50 episodes in. Seamus, what are your thoughts on that? 50, point, uh, 50 episodes is more points than I've had in any of the last four game weeks. Oh, that's a Just brilliant Just a, a side wave note. Yeah. So next week's 51. It's, even, it's making it harder for you. I know it's actually getting hard. By the time we get to the end of the season, I'll be like, oh, I need to be getting eighty points per. Yeah, <laughs> per I'm week. fucking it up, lads. I'm fucking it up. Look, I'm sure things will pick up. They can't get much fucking worse than they are right now. And with that, I would like to wish you all 
the best of luck in game week six remember it's a friday deadline so don't fucking sit there playing with yourselves get your teams done have it ready uh enjoy the game week most of all lads good luck for me anyway yeah make sure you have a good game week and may your arrows be green god bless